Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you. Uh, momentarily, we'll hook up with Sam Constantino from Sportsnet. He's working tonight's prospects game which is uh, where the Oilers' brass is at. Uh, Oilers on Saturday against the Arizona Coyotes. A uh, bunch of texts have come in in our Ashley Fine Flores text line. Ken in Lamont says the only reason Cassian got suspended, he grabbed Kachuk from behind and sucker punched him. If he grabbed him from the front of the jersey, no suspension. I don't actually believe that. I think he was going to get suspended everywhere, Any, either way. Uh, Bob, with Ken Holland, uh, will he bring up some toughness for the 29th? Seems like the Oilers could usually. Certainly don't want Daniel, or, or sorry, Darnell or Zach to risk injuries fighting the likes of a Lucic or uh, Ronaldo. Is Peluso an option? Edmonton's at 48 contracts. Uh, Anthony Peluso's on an AHL deal, so they'd have to sign him to an NHL deal. It'd be kind of ironic when you think about it, right? Given the fact that the Flames brought up Peluso last year to fight Lucic in Edmonton in what was a very quiet uh, game played between the two teams after the first game a year ago had a lot of uh, intensity. Bob, do you think Gerard Gallant could end up in Montreal? I think he's going to end up in Detroit. I mean, Gerard Gallant, when they had uh, Kosher and Probert, Gallant did a lot of those sort of middleweight settling and often stuck up for Steve Eisenman. Gallant spent a lot of time playing in Eisenman's line back. Those guys are tight, tight, tight. Um, I'm still in shock that Vegas fired Gerard Glenn. I do not get that for one second. I totally do not understand that. All right. Without further ado, maybe I don't know if Sam uh, was going this far back. Berkey couldn't remember. He said one, they moved up a player three rounds because he got in a fight in the prospect. I know David Musil fought. Uh, I know Cassian destroyed John Tavares one year in the Prospects game. And I know years ago, Kyle Wanvig, who I think scored 50 with Red Deer as a 20, and ended up getting redrafted as a 20-year-old. Uh, he had an, uh, a spirited bout. Not even sure he won. We haven't had a lot of fights the last several years. It's been mostly about the skill, and there's a ton of skill in CHL Prospects game tonight. Sam Constantino joins us right now on Oilers Now. Hi, Sam. How are you? Hey, Bob, I'm doing great. Thanks uh, Thanks for having me on. Yeah, hey, uh, and on short notice, we love the fact that you came through for us today. Um, 
you know, nobody knows junior hockey across this country uh, like you. This is a this is a good year. This is an exciting time. I mean, you've got uh, Lafreniere and Byfield. Uh, you know, basically the consensus top two overall picks going head to head. You must love doing this event each year. I am so super pumped about this year. In my 15 years, one of the deepest classes that uh, that we've had one through 40. I mean, we're looking at the top nine uh, rated North American players by Central Scouting in this game. You know, the one-two thing, I, I think it still exists, maybe not to the extent it did earlier with yeah. uh, Lafreniere and Byfield. Yeah. Jamie Drysdale's had a huge rise to prominence. So it's uh, it's awesome, Bob. I'm so pumped for tonight, I can't even tell you. Uh, Lafreniere's performance in the, you know, the World Juniors was off the charts. And uh, now he is a late-born player, uh, completely comfortable playing in North America. To me, uh, I, 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 th- I look at where Jack Hughes was at last year at this time, and so much of Hughes, and uh, they, all, they basically played on an American All-Star team. It's a little bit different. Not that Ramuski doesn't have a good team, but is it fair to say that Lafreniere has shown more because of his performance in the World Juniors at this stage than maybe Hughes has? Yeah, I would, I would say so, for sure. I mean, anytime you help your team to a gold medal, and you're a key part of why that happens, you're the MVP of the tournament, it speaks volumes about both. I mean, we always want to talk about the individual because as an NHL team, you're drafting the individual. Right. But a big part of what the individual brings to the table when he goes to play for your club is his winning pedigree. And Lafreniere now now can say that he has that and was a big part of that happening for Canada. Now, you know, the late birthday thing is always going to play. And I look at it more in terms of, of where he and Byfield were at the World Juniors. Byfield didn't sniff the ice in the final game, didn't bother him. He was happy to be there he said he had the best seat in the house kind of jokingly and obviously you want to play but he understands that his time is next year for this event if he's not playing in the national hockey league where lafreniere who's 10 months older this is his second go around he had a real burr on his uh, saddle and the fact that he was underutilized last year all made for him uh you know him being poised to have a breakup. Uh, what for, since this event has started? What fourteen number one overall picks? So it's a slam dunk. One of those two guys is going number one. Yeah. I think we both know it's uh, yeah. it's going to be Lafreniere. Um, you mentioned Drysdale. Has the game changed to just look at Quinn Hughes as an example, and maybe Adam Fox for a guy Drysdale size because he's not a big defenseman. He's not, Bob. But the thing is, and we talk so often, hey, the new age defenseman is the fourth guy in the rush. He initiates the rush, whatever else. But those same feet, if used properly, can be used to be a very effective defender. And I've watched Jamie quite a bit here over the last uh, month and a half. And where I was most impressed was his play against the U-sports teams at the World Junior Camp in, in Oakville. I paid particular attention to his game there because I thought, wow, this guy's a little bit smaller. He's going up against 23 and 24 year olds who are hungry to, you know, to get a win, and uh, just poised, controlled the same sort of stuff he does in the Ontario Hockey League with Fury. So, the one thing we did talk about him in our interviews yesterday is the fact that he knows his feet are an asset defensively. That the quicker he gets back, the longer he has to process. And that type of player with his brain, the longer he has to process, the much higher percentage he's going to have of making the right play. He does it often. Like I look at him, Bob, and I, I see a mistake-free type of guy uh, on both ends of the ice, and that's impressive. I, I've been accused of being a little Western Hockey League-centric, but this show is called Oilers now. The Oilers own the Oil Kings. Uh, it is based in Edmonton, and there's a lot of Edmonton connections, and I want to ask you, 
about Sherwood Park's Caden Gooley, who I believe is the highest-ranked uh, by Central Scouting player to the WHL, uh, first overall pick in the WHL Bantam draft from the Prince Albert Raiders. Pretty special defenseman, isn't he? Yeah, I really like him. And, of course, the comparisons are going to be made to his brother, Brennan, who's in Anaheim, um, because the skating is pretty similar. I think Caden's a little bit different in terms of being more of a throwback guy. I think Caden has really benefited from playing in a system last year that they were able to tail his minutes back on a deep veteran blue line that was truly defense first. And he mentioned a guy by the name of Braden Pahal as one of his great mentors. Hmm. Pahal was a guy who ended up signing a free agent deal with Vegas. But in terms of his ability to be so tough to play against was something that he really wanted to prove this year. Now he's not at the back of the bus. He's at the front of the bus in Prince Albert. Off to a pretty good start. Bumpy road lately over the last uh, months. But it's still a team to be reckoned with in large part because they've got Gooley and then up front they got Ozzy Weisblatt who's also playing in this game. So pretty, uh, pretty impressive young man, no doubt. But he's about as serious as a heart attack, Bob. Like we... We had him in our interviews yesterday, and he was he was on point. Well, Prince Albert's in Edmonton tomorrow night, by the way. A couple other defensemen out of the West I want to ask you about. Braden Schneider and uh, Edmonton-born prospect Luke Prokop, who plays for the Calgary Hitmen. Yeah, so Prokop is a bit more of a subtle game. Uh, a size, you know, he's, he's a huge guy. sticks right out immediately. Um, but I, I prefer the subtleties in this game. He's not going to wow you in any one, any one particular area, but he's a decent point producer. He's a decent defender. He's a decent skater. He moves pucks well. He's not overly gifted in any one area, at least to this point, um, you know, when it, when it comes to, to pro cop. So he's a, a kind of a fascinating guy. As for Schneider, I, I don't know if you're going to find a bigger fan of his than mine. I love his game. I love the blend of old school and new school. Really good skater, uh, physical specimen, a guy who's uh, up for the big for the big hit, a guy who knows he's going to have to make his hay defensively and allow the offensive side to develop a little later on. I think Dave Lowry has kind of really pushed that upon him, and, and I'm trying to press that upon him this season in Brandon. But, uh, again, I, I hearken back to that World Junior Camp, and I don't think he did anything wrong there. I think, Bob, if... If the World Juniors were in North America this year, it might have been him instead of Jamie Drysdale taking that last spot because of the smallness in the ice. And that's not to say he's a bad skater, but what it does say about Jamie Drysdale is that he's an elite skater. Yeah. Uh, Gooley and Schneider, I think we agree. Both top 15 overall picks? Gooley is going to be really interesting to me. I think Schneider's going to be right in that neighborhood. I'm a big Gooley fan. He hasn't seemingly got that kind of love around some of the other um, people that I that I read on, uh, but I've you know I've been able to watch him a lot, so my eyes tell me a lot. I think he's a first rounder. I think he's late, though, Bob. I think Gooley's late, and Schneider goes before him somewhere in that 15 range. Jake Neighbors from the Edmonton Oil Kings, uh, when I see him play, reminds me a bit physically of Dustin Brown. Uh, I don't know if you agree or disagree with that. Uh, Dustin's not a huge guy, but he's an aggressive guy that hits, and he's got some offense. I think Jake's probably a little bit more of a playmaker. Dustin might be a little bit more of a shooter, but you've seen him more than uh, me at least uh, broadcast more games of him. What do you think? Jake Neighbors. Absolutely love this guy. For me, it just starts with the off-ice character. And, you know, I sat him down. uh, I was in Edmonton a couple weeks couple of weeks back, or was in Calgary right before yep. uh, New Year's, and sat him down, and we chatted for five minutes. He was unbelievable. You know, I grew up where parents were divorced. He was in that situation. I asked him off camera if that's something 
that, that we can talk about because I think it's important. Yep. And I said, oh, yeah, no problem. And he had just a, a wonderful answer about, hey, how I love my step-parents. They're great. They're super supportive. It doesn't even cross my mind in terms of it affecting me moving forward. So I love that part about him. And just a really engaging young man. Even here, it's, you know, sometimes, hey, Sam, how you doing? I just talked to him probably uh, about an hour ago, Bob. Yeah. But now let's talk about his play. A little bit of heaviness, a self-proclaimed Keith uh, Matthew Kachuk type. I know the people in your listening area probably don't want to hear that, but there is some validity to that style yeah. of game that he hopes to to play. Um, but a scorer, no doubt, a guy who can get in the corners, get it, gets under your skin. I'm a huge, huge fan of this guy, but for me, with Jake, it starts off the ice. Yeah, I, I think he goes late first, but uh, I know that some some of the mm-hmm. various, various rankings have him as an early second-round pick. There's a guy that is Central Scouting sort of has mid-second round, i got to ask you about, from the Spokane Chiefs, which is where Manny Viveros is now coaching. <laughs> uh, this guy is intriguing to me. His dad worked for Ken Holland in Detroit's organization. His dad's from Edmonton. Jack Finley, a six foot five plus right shot center. What are we looking at here with this guy? He's still growing, I think. So when I watched him skate today, and I asked him about it after the practice, like I don't want to be rude, but it looks to me as if you're still trying to catch up to your body with the way you skate. And he says, "Well, I think I'm still growing slowly." He goes, "But I will say this: when I've had growth spurts in the past, it, it's an adjustment period. Like, make no mistake about it. When people say that and make that assessment about big players who are still growing, there's truth to it. I've experienced it," he said to me. Um, so it's it's kind of a multi-layered thing. When you go back to last year, Dan Lambert, who's great friends with his dad uh, Jeff, yep, um, wanted him in a defensive role as a 16-year-old. Didn't want to put pressure on him to produce after coming out of uh, you know the sports school situation where he was a great producer. So he had, I think 19, 18, 19 points, whatever it was, but said that Lambeau, Dan Lambert, was able to teach him the defensive side. So he has that layer, that foundation to work with. He gets into a situation with Manny Viveros, and you know him well, um, is a guy who just continuously boosts confidence, who's on you to be better, but also encouraging you and giving you that confidence and pumping you up. And so he says now he's added that offensive layer to his game, and it's just a matter of kind of figuring out exactly where his body is going to end up and then being able to work around that frame to marry those two layers of the game together. I will make a prediction that he works his way into the first round. Okay. I'm just... Well, it's uh, it's interesting, and I like to hear that, Bob, because um, I'm a big fan of Jeff myself, and after talking to Jack for for 10 minutes here, I'm, I've become a big fan of the young man as well. Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but maybe the guy that I, I personally thought might get a longer look at another draft-eligible player with Team Canada, this guy's an elite offensive guy, and he is going to go in the top 10 overall picks. But can you tell me about Cole Perfetti? Oh, oh, Bob, I got all day for this guy. Awesome. Best interview we had out of any of the kids. So uh, for me, that's a huge component because you want a guy who's engaging. You want a guy who's of good character and, and those type of things. But uh, he comes from being around the game a lot. You know, his dad, um, Angelo, does some work with Arizona, is also a guy who um, helps run Lindsey Hofford, who's the assistant general manager in Arizona, his uh, schools around the toronto area so he's been around the game a lot but this guy billeted a couple of oshawa generals during the 2015 season when they won the memorial cup he wanted to do that and his family wanted him to do that to expose him to 
to what he might face a little bit later. So this is sort of a path he's been destined on. I, he was pissed right off about not making the World Junior team, as anyone would be. Yep. And he's taken it out on the rest of the league. I think in his last 11 games, 22 points, somewhere in that neighborhood. And all 11 games have come after he was cut from the World Juniors. So he's a pretty special player. You like his chances, eh? Awesome. He's right. really good in terms of being able to read feet, move, you know, find open ice, anticipate the play, breakaways. That's, that's kind of the specialty for Cole. And his finish is unbelievable. One final player, I talked to A.J. Jakubek, who's finally out of the hospital in Ottawa, and he raves about uh, OHL sniper Marco Ross <laughs> of the Ottawa 67s. He thinks, like he says, this guy already plays like a pro. Uh, you've seen he, him. Tell me about the player. And he's, and he's played pro. Really cool story. Born in Austria, so, you know, he grew up playing in the Austrian ranks and the competition wasn't quite good enough there, so... What he did is his dad, Michael, was a pro for 20-some years. He said, we better go to Switzerland where the hockey's a little better. So he'd get up at 5 a.m., they'd go to school. Then his dad would pick him up from school. They'd drive the two-some hours to, to get to Switzerland. They'd practice. They'd play with the pro team in the B League there. Then they'd get home at about midnight, and they'd just do it over and over again. So he's dedicated to the craft. He's got hockey bloodlines, which I really like. But he's so smart. He's so competitive. You tell the kid something once, and that's it. It's locked in. And I like, Bob, the fact that he's one of those kids who doesn't challenge coach coaches. Andre Tournier has talked about this a lot, but engages them and, and wants to understand, if you're telling me to be here, why should I be there? Hey, you know what I think? If I'm here instead of there, this might be more effective. And they have those types of exchanges just because of how smart he is. So I'd say the number one thing about Marco is his elite brain, and it wouldn't surprise me, Bob, if he were a guy that Sean here uh, tonight. I think he's really appreciative of what this stage has to offer and show everybody that he deserves to be in the Lafreniere, Byfield, Drysdale, Perfetti conversation. All right, so yeah, Perfetti and Rossi in your top seven, say? Is that fair? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Great stuff. Sam, how do people follow you? I know you, you do your prospect rankings as well. Well, you know what? you got to go to sportsnet.ca because I'm still in the dinosaur world of no Twitter, Bob, but uh, who knows? That may change some year. Sam, there's no excuse. You work for Rogers. I think you're going to get for a phone. Great, great stuff. Thanks, man. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Excuse me, it's 151 in Edmonton. We'll wrap up the show and we return in orders now. Hi, I'm James Neal from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. 
19 goals for James Neal. He's due for one. Coming up Saturday against Arizona. Oilers skated today. Down at Rogers Place at 11 o'clock. Same lines. Uh, Cassian obviously suspended. Will not be available uh, to Edmonton for that game. Let's get to uh, this day in Oilers history. I remember it well. It is brought to you by New West Travel. Join Oilers now on a great road trip to see the Oilers play the Hawks in Chicago. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan Escott. Back in 1982, Oilers rookie goaltender Grant Fear has his 23-game unbeaten streak ended by the Toronto Maple Leafs at Maple Leaf Gardens. The 7-1 was the final score in that one. Still stands as the longest unbeaten streak by a rookie goaltender in history. Now, Jerry Cheevers does hold the all-time record at 32 unbeaten starts. That was in 71 and 72. And Boston won that cup that year in 71-72 after they scored an NHL record. Jeez, uh, now I forget how many goals it was. Espo had 76 and 70, 71. That game that you're referring to, uh, the 7-1 final uh, back in 82, Bunny LaRock, I believe, who uh, subsequently passed away several years later, I believe Bunny LaRock was the goaltender for the Maple Leafs. He, of course, was the backup to Ken Dryden for a number of years, the man who upset the Boston Bruins in the 70-71 playoffs. Again, that's this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. We're going to Chicago in March. It's a great road trip. Uh, you get tours of uh, Wrigley and Soldier Fields. Uh, we're going to have a couple of events in around that. Uh, they're close to selling this baby out. Reach out to New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports tonight. Uh, is it a fluid show? What's it's not a fluid show. They're going to get the latest on the Oilers. You'll hear from Kyler Yamamoto, Gaetan Haas, Bakersfield Condors forward, Brad Malone. Yeah, Kyler Yamamoto and Gaetan Haas, Dave Tippett saying that he's going to try to deploy them in time more on the PK. This is an important stretch for Haas. He's had a little bit of a dip here last couple weeks. Uh, needs to get recalibrated coming out of the break. Tomorrow for NHL Hockey and Rogers uh, for the River Creek Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. Uh, Sportsnet spec, Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing, Alberta, 7,000 men and women that are employed in the horse racing industry. Again, no racing on Saturday, or check that Sunday out at Century Mile due to the extreme cold. Uh, thank you, Brendan. Had a fun show today. Thank you to all of you who participated on the text line. You wanted to jump in one more thing. Well, I was going to say, do we tell the people about uh, what Royal Pizza has to offer? Oh, yeah. Did I... Uh, I think we might have neglected that. Well, we, how do we neglect that? I got—I <laughs> was so excited to interview Sam Constantino about the Prospects game tonight. Royal Pizza is still making a great multiple locations in the city of Edmonton to uh, serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. 14 Edmonton and area locations at Royal Pizza still making it great. The Stoffer recommendation is the Mediterranean chicken. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Back at her tomorrow from Rogers Place. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.